Hey everyone, how's it going? Tri-State Sacks, Trista Ford, back with another Playing Around with Playbook this week. Today we're going to be talking to the amazing drummer and educator, Matt Wilson. So let's just give him a second to log on. Hi, Sammy. Sammy's also going to be joining us today to talk to Matt. He was one of his former teachers, so we're super excited about that. Hey, Sammy. Hey, Trista. How's it going? I'm very excited. Me too. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. How's my audio quality with this thing? Good? Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm the only person, I'm the last person without ear pods. Gotta get on the the wave, I guess. I'm not like you young kids. Honestly, I don't like the AirPods because when they die, you're just really, they really put you out. Hi, Matt. Let me just invite you to join this live. Oh, this Hi, is cool. how's it going? Good, how are you? Sam! Awesome. <laughs> What's up? Peace and love, peace and love. Yeah. Where are, you, are you in the city? I'm in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Where are you, are you playing tonight? Uh, I played last night, but I went to school. You know, I teach at the school at San Francisco Conservatory. So I'm playing Saturday night here, and then I start an arts and crafts tour on Sunday. Amazing. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Wait, so how, how, much of the, how much of the year are you in uh, San Francisco? I come here once a month. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's I'm really cool. I, I come in on Wednesdays. Um, I get here in the morning, and then I teach all day, and I teach all day Thursday. I usually fly home Friday afternoon. But, yeah, this time I'm here through the weekend. Wow. Busy week we caught you on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's good. No, it's all right. So before Trista starts, I just want to say for everyone who's watching, Matt, like the reason I moved to New York City, I'm just going to give credit where credit's due. I went to the Jazz Bakery. I saw Matt Wilson play with Larry Golding's quartet. He did the craziest S stuff I'd ever seen. He was like so loose and having such a good time. I was like, if you can have that much fun playing music, I was like, I, I want to do that. And I wrote Matt like, an email. You were 14, right? You were 14? Yes, yes. Yeah. My mom had to drive me to the – I was 14. I, 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 I found him online. He had, a, he had a website before they were all cool and Squarespace-y. And he was like, write me. I promise I'll get back to you. And he did get back. And he's like, I'll be in L.A. in a few months. We got together. Matt spent three, four hours with me at the Jazz Bakery. And just wow. – there was a ton of lessons in there, but the main thing I took away was like, stop being afraid. Can you just stop being like a little, stop being afraid when you play music. And I, he was running around this, I mean, just the coolest stuff I've ever seen. Still one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. So the reason I'm even here is because of Matt Wilson. So credit where credit's due. Trista, you can launch in this show, but really Matt is uh, such an inspiration, still is. Awesome, awesome. (laughs) We're tracing here, all of Sammy's influence. But that, that's, that's awesome. I'm really excited to talk to you. If you don't know me yet, I work Playbook on the Playbook team. I'm a tenor saxophonist. Um, yeah, I, am, I know you. Yeah, we've met before, I think, somewhere along the line. I think we have met before. Well, yeah. I'm not cool. I'm at NYU in the city. Um, but um, I just want to introduce you for our Playbook community. So Matt Wilson has released 13 albums as a leader. His latest recording, Honey and Salt, was recognized on over 30 worldwide best of 2017 lists, including top 10 in the National Public Radio Critics Poll, Jazz Times, Irish Times, Boston Globe, Jazz Is, and All About Jazz. The album received a coveted five-star review in Amazing. And he's also made 
recordings as a leader for Palmetto Records since 1996, including acclaimed releases by the Matt Wilson Quartet, Arts and Crafts, and the Christmas Trio. As an educator, Wilson has led workshops and master classes at colleges and universities, and as you can see, he teaches at the San Francisco Conservatory, as well as the Stanford, Stanford Jazz Workshop, the Litchfield Jazz Festival, and uh, on faculty at the New School and a number of other positions. Um, so to start us off, I want to ask you, what have you been listening to later, lately? You know, uh, for the last, well, I, I don't know for, the, for those of you who don't know, but uh, speaking of Honey and Salt, I, I've actually had another record out since then, uh, Hug, it came out in, in the fall of 20. But um, Ron Miles passed away yesterday, who was a, uh, a very important collaborator of mine over the years, and uh, he was on the Honey and Salt record. So I listened to some of that yesterday, just, and I've been listening to Ron's music this morning, uh, trying to find some, I found some music last night in my cymbal case from a gig we did a couple of years ago in St. Louis. So I just took a picture of it and sent it to the cats because I want to play it this next week on the Arts and Crafts Tour. Because Ron was supposed to be on this tour that's leaving next, that starts Sunday in Boise. So that's a big loss for the community because he was, uh, Ron and I were, were about the same age. He's just slightly older than I am. But our first records came out as leaders about the same time, about 25 years ago. Mine was As Wave Follows Wave and his was uh, Women's Day on Grandma Vision. And so we always kind of knew each other, followed each other that, during that time. And when we first when we first started collaborating with a, a clarinetist named Andy Biskin, then we started we started doing all kinds of things. He brought he got me on a bunch of records by a saxophone player from Denver named Fred Hess, who was mm -hmm. a big influence on Ron as far as free improvisation stuff. But I think what Ron and I shared was a, a common um, uh, love of the anthropology of the music, you know, the history, and but yet also wanting to push things around and do different things. So it was a big loss. So I've been listening to that just to, you know, and it's been hard. But I got the, I just literally landed and I was getting my bag out of the overhead when Don Clement from Denver called me and told me that he had, that he had died. So I, it took me, oh. it took me a while to get off the plane. And, yeah. You know, so it's yeah, been, so been a hard day. Yeah, I'm sorry. How, how do you? But the but but thank you. But the celebration of, you know, it's been great to see things post. I haven't really done anything yet because it's hard for me to think about it right now. But um, I'll get to it. But he was a great. It was nobody like him. Very unique individual in a lot of ways. And beautiful soul. But one of the nicest people on the planet. And um, so yeah, it's a big loss. How do you? How do you? Because you're always start, part of your identity is so much like positivity and spirit how do you like you've done such a great job of honoring you know whether charlie hayden or do you redmond so many people you've played with how do you uh what do you think about like how we best honor musicians who are no longer with us i think you know sounds great i think the thing to do is to take to we we're it's all this is all part of a continuum right we're all just part of a continuum you know what I mean? And so we're just continuing this energy and continuing this flow. And it, th that flow doesn't stop. I mean, you know, so we want to, we want to, I think we honor it by, by just maintaining what we do and, and taking their spirits and, con you know, continuing that energy and that beautiful flow. And I th I also just in life, we want to keep the continuing ha continuum happening. And, and, and we honor them, you know, we, I play their music too. I mean, we want to we want to keep their sounds of their compositions and and um, all that within within people's ears and feed people's souls through that. So that's one of the reasons I want to do one of 
you know, his tunes next, you know, next week. But yeah, it, you know, we're going to do a tune of Frank's because that was another Frank Kimbrough, mm. another big block. Mm. You know, it's one, you know, it, well, I was talking about this with a lot of people the last couple of days because we've been here you know, last day because we've been going through this, you know. It's one thing to lose older musicians like this, it's one thing to lose like people that are like your age and peers like this. So it, it it's another kind of, nothing is easy. And I've, yeah. I've, I've definitely have dealt with loss with my wife and such, but you, know, you want to keep energy and you want to keep things moving forward. So I try to do that as much as I can. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Speaking of influences um, and keeping the legacy alive, was there any educator when you were younger that influenced you um, yourself as an artist that really like paved your path for you? You know, it's funny because there's not, there's not one person I can point to, but there's a lot of stories about this one. And, and it's been kind of interesting now with great thing about social media is that things come out that you would, you'd have to really search for to find. So Sammy probably remembers the story, but when I was a kid, I pointed this out to some people when I was back with Honey and Salt a couple of years ago with Ron, actually, we drove by this nursing home and I said, see that nursing home right over there. That's where I was playing an MPTF gig with, with Marge Fanny. And that's when I learned about that. I had to play on the forms of the song because <laughs> I was begging this older lady to let me blow. It was MPTF, which means the union had funds to go out and play performances for kids or, you know, the nursing home. So we're, so I wanted to blow. So it was sweet Georgia Brown. So it sounded like you took a drum set or four, and threw it down the stairs. I was just ordinary, you know. And she pulls me aside after she goes, Young man, what were you doing over there? I was like, I was playing my solo. You know, I was like 14. She goes, Well, we were playing this, we were playing Sweet Georgia Brown. Jim Huff on the trumpet, he was playing Sweet Georgia Brown. I was playing Sweet Georgia Brown. I can still remember the names. Don Betts, he was playing Sweet Georgia Brown. So I was oh, then I learned, you know, that I had to connect everything I was doing to the song. And 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 so what was great was is that I was a victim of a good victim. I mean, victim is a strong word, but I was a part of 70s budget cuts. So what's the person that's going to go or extracurricular things like jazz band and theater. So what, you, what did we do? We went out in the community and found it. And I, I had a great band director. I was so close. Matter of fact, Christmas Trio played in Galesburg, my, in Knoxville, my hometown recently. And he was there. It was great. And he loved it. So he, he was great, but I mean, we, you know, he, he, it wasn't up to him. It was up to, we did it on our own. We met after school on our own and did it, but we, 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 I had to go out and keep So I was learning the music socially, even at this young age. So on Facebook recently about a page about Gelsberg, they were putting up about musicians from there, especially female musicians that were really important around there. There were like a lot of piano players that were really cool. Right on. And there was a picture of Marge Fanny. So it's going to go in my wow. book. Like, here's the lady that taught me that I have to play on the forums, you know, and know the songs. It wasn't just playing and counting them back in. She was not going to go for that. So she was like, well, if you're going to play, you got to play, you got to play the song. So it was funny. So there's all these people along the way. So I don't think about one person. I just think about all the stories that you, that you gather along the way that are important. <laughs> and there's, there's instances of these all the time where somebody said, do this, try this. Well, mm. You know, but they were also very nice about it. The thing about the theater aspect of it was my middle brother passed away in 17. He became one of the preeminent scenic and lighting designers. And we and they cut theater from the program at the high school, too, because a bunch wow. of them did it on their own. And he went out to the community. So sometimes I feel like it's better to get out within the community and learn it than it is always from the school. I like both. You know, I mean, it's mm. important. But I think the community is where you do a lot of things. 
socially and etc. Good. And so you, you made the choice to move. To, you you chose to to move New York, obviously after being at Wichita State. Do you encourage young musicians now, like in San Francisco? Do you think moving to New York is important still for young musicians interested in jazz music? Not necessarily. I mean, I played here last night with Patrick Wolf, and, uh, Eric Markovich, and, uh, and and Keith Sanders. And these guys sound great, and the, the scene was, it was vibrant at the Club Deluxe. I loved it. You know, felt great. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I believe that. You know, we're talking about Ron being such a pillar of the scene in Denver. We need Denver. these kinds of people in these towns. We need the Roger Humphreys in Pittsburgh. We need the Steve Grismores of Iowa City. We need the Ron Mileses and Colin Strandings mm -hmm. and I can see he's on from Denver. We need we need we need the, we need these people there. We need pay, patriarch and matriarch people that are there to let to to, to, to bolster a scene and and but I mean, New York is still great. I mean, I I lived in Boston prior. Actually, my wife did her master's at New England, so we were there for five years. I moved into New York. It'll be thirty years next fall. Oh. And I love New York, but I think you know, I think there's other places for it to. I mean, there's people, there's great players everywhere we go, and and there's great bands wherever we go. I love to hear when people have bands going. You know, they always feel like, oh, well, if I was somewhere else, I'd have this band. I'm like, what are you waiting for? Won't you do the band now? If a if a if a crazy ass band came to New York from Lincoln, Nebraska. It would it would be flip people out, but uh, but just to get them the fortitude. The, the, I mean, my one of my philosophies is that the answer is yes if it's legal. And even if it's not. So so try it. That's why I'm proud of Sam. You know, people can sit around. Jazz musicians love to complain about things, and but I love the people that do get get something mm -hmm. done about it. So we can sit around and yeah, or create some things, create some scenes. We did we, we did a festival in my backyard last summer, the Almont Yard Festival. I'm gonna do it again next year. Already got the date, you know. Already got stuff getting, you know, t-shirts and the whole thing. You know, we had fun. Seventy people from my neighborhood came on my backyard. Big time. But we can sit around and go like, eh, or do something about it. So it takes effort, takes work, and it takes imagination, and it takes courage. You know, it takes a lot of courage. So you got to do it. Though we got to, we can't sit around. Gotta, yeah. Now, post pandemic, it's time to get this rolling. Really rolling. Mm. Yeah, for sure. We got to mess some people up. <laughs> I love for it. For sure, for sure. I mean, one of the things we, we love about Playbook and we like emphasize about Playbook is that it brings um, jazz and it brings like, you know, bolstering that scene to the towns where they wouldn't have access to, you know, necessarily like world class musicians. And that's what's something that people mention a lot on our show specifically. Um, as yeah. a teacher, what are some of the most important things you want your students to walk away with? What'd you say? Courage and curiosity. I mean, you, and and but courage. You know, imagination. You know, courage and imagination. You, you know, you, you can you can play all this, and you don't have, if you don't have an eye concept of what you want to be as an artist or what you how you want to bring your gifts to the people. You know, this is an offering and receiving. This is human moments. It's not about your hands or your feet or your read or your you know. It's about what you, what the gifts you offer to people, and how they receive them, and vice versa. So you know, we got we got to work on. We got to hear. As Buster, my good friend Buster Williams says, we got to get, we got to train young people, everybody, to to hear, to play, so that people can hear them with their hearts. You know, mm -hmm. so hear hear what they're playing from from their heart, and like hear something and go like, oh, wow. you know, and that that that's that's a craft too. We have to work on that at the same time that we're working on. Right, left, right, left, or what? You know, that's all important too. We have to have be comfortable at our instruments, right? That's our partner in this. But 
we want to be able to share it with other people on the bandstand and share it with people that are So imagination is, and you have to work on your imagination. It's not like, oh, bring, and then you're going to have, you have to yeah. try things and, and, and fail and try again and, and scheme. And the most important thing is to find your community of people too that trust you, that you that can see this through. I mean, Sammy's done this with the congregation. I think it's great. You know, bands, bands are what it is. You know, individual. We celebrate the individual person so much in this music, which is great. But John Coltrane's vision happened because he had those people there with him. Mm. You know, and Miles Davis's visions and Ornette Coleman's visions because he had those players there too. So we have to acknowledge that they also were able to find those people and gather and get their trust. You know, and gain their trust and to. to to, to, to follow what they what they were thinking and what they wanted to try. That's important too. You know, that so that awesome. takes a lot of effort and that takes a lot yeah. of, you know takes a lot of people, you know, human moment skills too to like recognize that you have to create trust. Yeah, of course. Thank you for that. Yeah, I think it's you know, I think it's you know young Young rock musicians go out and do these things. Young jazz musicians sit around and wait for the phone. You know, like go out, put the bands together, go out and do. People want to hear it. People do. Well, you know, yeah. And we did. You know, we did the thing early on with the the Matt Wilson Quartet. The reason I kind of did the band with two two horns, bass, and drums is because I don't want to have to deal with pianos or even PA's. So it was easier to play wherever we could set up and play wherever. And I still like going out with that band. And, and you know, and but we played all kinds of small towns everywhere. Small towns in Iowa, small towns in Kansas, small towns in Ohio. Small, you know. And they loved it, you know. They they loved it. They 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 didn't know that they were, you know. You know, we don't want to assume that people like or don't like anything. You just got to go out and be honest. If it's honest, people yeah, it's, like it or at least take it in. You know, just so we can we can call, that's we should leave it on that note. That's beautiful. Honestly, yeah. you know, John Clayton says that. You know, honesty and clarity. I added grace. If you have that in what you do, you know, and. Ron Miles, he was honest musician. <laughs> Kimbo, honest musician. Dewey Redmond, honest musician. So I've been around a lot of people, John Clayton, a lot of people include Jeff Hamm, very honest musicians. And it doesn't have anything to do with style. I mean, it, that, whatever that means, you know, it's just about what people do, you know, what yeah. people. You know, it's about the people. Yeah, of course. And I'm sure, you know, in now in today's, you know, classroom and like technology environment with everything going virtual, um, you know, interactions with people have changed as well. How has your teaching changed since being in the virtual world in the classroom? Well, I'm not afraid of the technology anymore. I would always kind of, no, I don't, Skype lessons. No, I, I like I like Zoom and all that. It's fun. I can have the materials there. We can listen to recordings. I can put up stuff. You know, we can watch videos and talk about stuff. It's actually, I kind of dig it in a lot of ways. Ah, okay. Yeah, I, I actually enjoy, I enjoyed it. I, and I now, I can check in with everybody. So that the private lesson thing is not like work on this. And I hopefully when you come back, it's like you kind of did maybe. I can check in the window. Okay, let's see what's happening. You know, and then that puts them on the, the spot a little bit. I'm not that I'm that tough. But I mean. No, Matt, uh, Matt, you know how he is. He yeah, not yeah. so, me, I mean, so, Matt. You know, but sometimes if you, if you, if you know, when you check in, I'm like, okay, well, I guess that, you know, you got to know. They got to know. I can't, I can't practice for you. And I always tell my students, too, yeah. I don't lay awake on Sunday nights worried if you practice on Monday. I get paid the same whether you practice or not. You know, That's if you true. want my game. You know, so I just had one of the greatest things happen. I recommended a student here at the San Francisco Conservatory to somebody. And I showed the text today. And they were like, wow, this person did a really great job. You know, thank you. You're Really great. So that makes that's why we do this. So we can send somebody out. We know that they 
can listen and be there and be ready to go. And this person was ready. They're ready to go. You know, awesome. gotta kick them out of the nest and go. <laughs> kick them out. Kick them out. Well, thank you so much for um, being here with us today and talking with us. Um, it was awesome hearing your knowledge and wisdom for sure, and you know, talking with you online. I'm sure we'll again in person soon. So everyone go, you know, check Matt Wilson out at mattwilsonjazz.com and on his Instagram and give us a follow at Playbook Jazz and check us out at thisisplaybook.com. So I'm going to sign off now, but thank you so much again for being All here. Right, guys. Nice to see everybody out there. I see some, I see a lot of people. Thank you, Colin. Oh, oh yeah, Sammy and uh, my man from uh, the symbol maker from Bologna was on. Oh, it's great. All right. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Thank I you so it. much. Right. Bye bye. See you guys. Love you guys. See, see you, man. Yeah. Much bye -bye. love.